Hey there, here's a quick note. This podcast contains general financial advice only. That means it's not specific to you, your needs, goals, or objectives. So don't act on the information until you've spoken with your financial advisor. You'll find our full disclosure, disclaimer, and link to our financial services guide in the show notes. Kay Campbell, welcome to this episode of the Australian Finance Podcast. Good to be back for one of our final episodes of 2021. Wow, what a year it has been. It has been. It Full has. of ups, more ups and further ups. <laughs> it was a hell of a year. So, Kate, today we're talking about setting your financial goals for the new year being 2022. These are always a bit of fun. Mm. Um, we get to, you know, kind of, I guess, prognosticate, look out into the future and say, what do we want to do? But we also get a chance to reflect. So, let's talk about the year that's been. Let's reflect yeah. on it. How's the year been for you? Yeah, I, I think it's been quite good in terms of financial goals. I've learned a lot. It has been a big year of personal development. Mm-hmm. Um, I've managed to stick to most of the goals I set myself at the start of 2021. Um, I had to do sort of a mid-year adjustment, which is part of what I'll suggest to everyone today is actually scheduling that in to go through and go, hey, what's mm. working? What's not working? What do I want to change? Um, and I think that's, it's a really important thing to do, setting goals. And you can do that at any time. You can just decide I'm going to start running tomorrow, um, <laughs> which I did this year. But you, I think there's something quite cathartic about spending a few days at near the end, like in December 2021, actually thinking, what do I want to achieve with my finances, with my financial knowledge, with the way I invest? What do I want to do in 2022? And actually dedicate some time to it because it's such, it can be quite a significant amount of money if you're thinking about changing your super or investing for the first time that you actually want to spend more than an hour or so on it. Okay, so you've got some prompts here for people and you'll be able to access all of this if you go into the show notes, just follow the links. So you've got some steps here that people can follow to kind of reflect and also to set, I guess, expectations for the future. Um, So these are really interesting prompts, I would say. So we've got six sentences about my finances in 2021, the wisest decision I made. That's a really interesting one. Yeah. And I, I put these, these aren't my question. I, was, I just changed the title, but they're from a, a company, not even a company. It's just a group of people overseas called Year Compass that create this document mm. on reflecting on your finances, not even your finances, your life each year. And so I'll link that in the show notes, but they're a great organization. And I just thought these reflection questions are really good if you need some sort of starting point um, and to think about how you managed your money this year and what you'd learnt. And I know so many of our communities started investing for the first time this year. Mm. So even thinking about the wisest decision you made, it could have been setting your emergency fund and saving up or it could have been um, making your very first investment or paying off some debt. But just reflecting on these things is really important. So I'm going to ask you one of these questions. Um, rather than go through them all, I'll just ask you my favourite one. The biggest thing that you completed in 2021? I don't know. Another six units of my law course. (laughs) Yeah, right. Okay. It was a big challenge. Yeah. And how about, what about if we talk about for, this would be a bit of fun. If I ask you the biggest risk you took with your finances. I invested in some pretty high risk small caps that Owen had (laughs) put in his uh, program. So, um some of them worked out really well. Yeah, some of them did. Maybe some of them didn't. <laughs> no, but for the most part, 
Yeah. I hope they did. I mean, that's probably more high risk. I didn't make too many wholesale changes to the way I invest this year. I kind of continued um, a setup that I was pretty comfortable from last year. Um, obviously, didn't really have to save for travel or anything. Mm-hmm. I didn't have any big savings goals. But um, what about you? The biggest risk I took with my money. Um, I mean, the house was last year, but you did sink a lot of money yeah, into it so this year. Yeah, so we put a lot of money into it this year. I when There's another prompt here. Um, which is actually in the next section, which is what was I not able to accomplish? And I and I read that um, in the lead up to this show today. And like, I think that's for both my partner and I. I think that's the, the, the big thing is that we weren't able to invest as much. And the reason that we weren't able to invest as much is because we were putting it all into the house. You wanted a nice deck. You wanted to landscape. Yeah. You needed to paint the rooms because they were multicolored. Yeah, they were all multi. Yeah, they were all different colors. Uh, all different, and they're not like this is not pastels. They're not like nice colors, by the <laughs> way. They were like purple, bright blue, fluoro yellow. Like it was all all going on. It could have been a bit of fun as a party <laughs> house. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just you're a party in every room, basically, uh, one for every occasion. But uh, so, yeah, so. That was probably my big reflection from this is was not able to invest as much. And we like to invest regularly, right? Like we, it's just something that we do. And every month you just put some money away, whether it's 500 bucks, whether it's $1,000, $2,000, whatever you can put money away. Um, because the reality is, Kate, like you and I were involved in investing in finance generally, but you know, I speak with the analyst team every day. We get to talk about all these interesting companies. And then if you don't invest in them, it's just that you like to test it out and you want to put your money behind it and you want to see what you've researched and the company that you think is going to hold, you know, great things um, for it in the future, that it holds great potential and achieve great things in the future. You want to put money behind that because you want to see it play out. So yeah, that's a, that's a big thing, I guess. And what am I most grateful for, which is another question on this list. And I would just say, you know, throughout lockdowns, all of us were able to keep working to try and keep connected through technology um, at RASC, but there were many people that weren't. And so I think it's important to be grateful for those types of things. Like if you're a listener, if you are listening to this right now, what are you grateful for from the year that's been? I think that's pretty powerful. Yeah. And I've, there's about 12 questions. So I put them in the show notes and I'd really encourage you to cu- spend a couple of hours, get a nice cup of coffee, curl up on the couch and just go through these questions. It's a really good way to reflect on your finances over the year and make it even doing this before you start setting your goals for next year. I think it's really important because if you don't uh, reflect on where you've been in the last year, it's really hard to work out where you want to go next year and what changes you want to make and how you want to improve your decision-making process or yep. things like that. And before we um, talk a bit more about setting goals, another thing I wanted to discuss is thinking about what you can control this next year because there's a lot of parts of finance in our lives over the last few years um, that we've worked out we can't actually control, mm. um, we can't do anything about and it becomes hard if your goals are anchored to any of those things you can't control. And so I think it's important when you're setting your goals to make sure they're things that you can actually control yourself. You can control maybe saving $200 a month, but you can't control getting a 10% return on your investments. And so thinking about how can you set goals in a way that you can actually work towards them in a way that you can actually achieve, you might have to adjust them. Maybe you can't save as much this month, but you can 
you can really control how you work towards it rather than basing it on something that's yep. really outside of your control. So a lot of people have like net worth calculators and spreadsheets and yeah. that. You can't control that necessarily, at least not after a while, because eventually it becomes a, more about how much you're earning in returns than how much you're saving. So you can control how much you save, but you can't control how much you earn from your investments. So yeah. that's a really good point. I think net worth goals are definitely... Um, not the best way to do it. I'd rather go, I want to invest $1,000 every month over the year. And I agree because it creates great habits for you too. The shorter those feedback loops, the more, um, I guess, instilled in your kind of routine they're going to be. So have you sorted out your safety net slash emergency fund for 2022? I think that's a good thing yeah. to ask. And I, even if you are thinking about setting your financial goals now, if you're thinking about what they could be, an important one is getting your emergency fund sorted. If you haven't already, that three to six months of basic living expenses put aside in a dedicated savings account to help you whenever something comes up. And as we've seen the last two years, things can happen and change at any moment. Borders can close. So having that, if for some reason you need to get out of a bad situation, you lose your job, you have to fly to see a sick family member, having that money set aside is a really important move in your financial journey. For sure. It's the cushion, right? So we've seen that with COVID. We've seen that with um, basically everything that kind of happens to people. The safety net is a bit of money that means that if someone's sick, if you get sick, that's not something that's on your mind. And it just helps you live a more fulfilled and present life, I guess. So the safety net can, yeah, we've talked about it heaps of times, but it's got to be a priority if you don't have that there. Um, speaking of though, Kate, there are a lot of things that people would be doing right about now. And one of those things is, um, sitting down and thinking, what do I want to achieve next year? What do I want to achieve the year after? And so on and so forth. Like, where am I at with my longer term goals? How would you go about breaking that up? Yeah. So I, I like to gather my financial goals and life goals really into three separate categories, which would be that short term things happening in the next 12 months. So maybe uh, in the middle of next year, you want to attempt to leave Australia and go to Thailand yep. for a vacation. Wouldn't that be nice? Uh, so I, I've seen them advertising, so I don't know if you, you can even book, but possibly. Just do it. So something that's happening in the next 12 months. So that's going to be a lot more short term. You're not going to be investing. You're going to be creating a savings plan and maybe a special account to work towards that goal. Then I would group things into that middle, like intermediate, maybe up to five years, yep. um, depending on how you view intermediate, depending on yeah. how you view the future. And then long-term would be more that 10-year plus. It might be even long-term might be that house deposit or building your superannuation for retirement. Um, or your financial independence goals, things like I put investing usually into that long-term bucket. So you might have, in the short term, you might have um, saving up for a short holiday or short, short trip. Yep. In the medium term, it might be getting a new car or, I don't know, doing a modest renovation if you have a house or whatever. Longer term, it might be buying a house. It might be um, you know, traveling extensively overseas. It might be topping up super investment property, something like that. Yeah. And so actually go through um, when you have some time, write down all the things you could possibly want to work towards that involve your finances in some aspect. And some, I'd really encourage you to put some like learning financial education kind of goals in there, whether it's understand how to invest in shares mm. or get to know my super more, like write all of this down, do a ha massive brainstorming session and then try and categorize them into these three areas. And then if you can, 
maybe order them in priority of what's most important to you because I sometimes see the challenge where if you're trying to save up for 10 different things at once, you end up really making no progress towards any of them. So it is good to figure out in each of these short, medium, long-term categories, what is the priority right now? Is the holiday more important than the car right now? Is the um, superannuation more important than the house? Like depending on where you are in life and it's going to be really different for everybody and that's why you actually need to spend some time thinking about this yourself or with your partner or whoever's you're planning your finances with to actually go through, work out your priorities and what you really want to focus on over the next 12 months. Cool. So you'd be writing these things down. You'd be keeping a record of them. Yeah. If you're techie, maybe use a Google Doc. I like to do a big sort of old school brainstorm on a big piece of A3 paper or a whiteboard um, and then really start to work out. And that will, I would be doing this process over like a couple of weeks and slowly because you don't think of everything you want to do at once. And so slowly yeah. sort of working out this. And um, and then you go on using this once you've worked out what your priorities are, actually starting to create your goals and an action plan. Because if you don't have any plan to achieve them, they're True. not going to happen. Yeah. And that's the thing, right? Like we – well, I think people that go to the effort that spend a, spend time doing it over a couple of weeks would actually put it in place. Yeah. But it – Having things that help you, um, that keep you on track is really important too. I know you've got in the notes here that like automate, automate, automate mm. is super important. But once you set that plan, like I'm the type of person that if I, I used to religiously, I'd have a calendar reminder set every month and have a list of instructions for that goal to be achieved. And so every day on the first day of every month, it would I'd get this notification say transfer at the time I was transferring $2,000 into a separate account. And then it was saying like, how are you going with this goal? How are you going with this goal? And it didn't always work in terms of grabbing my attention, but for the most part it didn't. And actually this is like five or seven years on yeah. and it's still sending the, re- <laughs> the reminder to me. I've f- failed to turn it off. But that's an example of how you can use technology to help you kind of push you in the right direction to, to achieving your goals. Yeah. And even like at the start of this year, when I worked out what my short-term goals were, I wanted to save up some money for Christmas. I wanted to put money in my effective giving account each month. I wanted to save up for a family member's 60th and a few other things like this. I was able to go into my UpBank account, not sponsored, but just yep. they're great. Um, and I was able to create all of these separate savings accounts Um, They let you use emojis, which is always nice. And then actually set exactly how much when my paycheck hits each month, how much will go into each of these accounts. So these goals were all achieved over a 12-month period without me having to think about them. And so when it came to starting to buy Christmas presents, the money I wanted saved up for Christmas presents 12 months ago is just magically in that account. Mm. And so you might have to adjust that if like your work arrangements change, but these are ways you can automate the goals so you don't even have to think about them and they happen in the back end how, how do you keep yourself accountable then well it just happened yeah i um i made sure it fit within my overall budget and then the money just automatically transferred into these savings accounts each month and another thing that worked really well I, if you're a bit old school and want a piece of paper i i got an a4 piece of paper and i kind of wrote out all of the things that I was transferring money to on a monthly basis and like Mm -hmm. putting money into my investments on a quarterly basis. And I wrote like little straw, little squares under each one. And so each month or each quarter when the money moved automatically or I moved it manually, I'd color in one of the squares. So I've got that in my office and it was a good 
even just yesterday, I was um, shading off a few ones for November. So it was quite good to see that happen over the year. And one or two didn't happen and that's okay. Life happens and you've got to be adaptable to changing goals. And over the 12 months, you might change the way you want to invest Mm. or allocate your money or what you want to save for. But I think it's good having something visual, whether it's printing them out and putting them on the back of the toilet door or sticking them up in your study, some like reminder every day because maybe to reach your goals, you have to actually cut back a little bit on your spending in your budget to actually afford that trip in 12 months time. And so having that reminder every day, some people even like having the vision boards with pictures of Thailand or something like that, but reminding you- the back you of, of the toilet door? Yeah, you can do you that. You could do or, it, yeah. Okay, I like um, it. I, I don't personally do that, but if you <laughs> want to spend some time in there, well, you, you can. <laughs> well, you can visualize. Um, yeah, okay. but it's just that reminder every yeah. day of what you're working towards and why you aren't buying X, Y, Z because you've got this end goal in mind. Yeah, I like it. So it's this is a, the perfect time of year to do these types of things. Um, you're going to have some time maybe after Christmas or during Christmas, you're going to have some time to do these things. And while we know that, you know, there's all the research that some goals don't work, what Kate's talking about here is trying to forge good habits. And the only reason that you now can look back on your year and say, I achieved all my goals is because you set them in the first place and you made it clear about what you're trying to do. And so if we look forward to the new year, how can you in 12 months time, look back on the year that's been and say to yourself, that worked, that didn't, I'm going to get better at this and that. Um, so we've talked about reflecting on the year that's been. Kate's got some fantastic prompts here to get you started. What can you keep in your control? We've talked about how maybe being X percent richer is probably not the, the right approach. Maybe <laughs> saving a certain amount is a good way to go. Yep. If you're starting out, get your, get your emergency fund sorted. Dividing your priorities up into different categories, having short, intermediate and longer term goals. Yep. Creating that action plan and actually having something to put in place, automating it as much as possible, even if that's reminders or as Kate said, using something like up or, or a bank account that automatically does it off for you. That is so good. We talked from the beginning of the podcast many years ago, we talked about automating investing, talked about automating finances. Yeah, And there's more tools like since ever. we spoke about it in the start of 2019, there's even more tools available now to yeah. help you do that. Wow, 2019. That's yeah, like such a long time Yeah, it's been three ago. years of the podcast. It's, we're nearly up to our anniversary. Wow, <laughs> what are we going to do for it? We have to have a big party. Maybe we'll have an event. Yeah. Wouldn't like, that be fun? Hopefully next year. Would you can. come? Would you come to the, the event? I'm sure you would. I might come. Yeah? Okay. <laughs> we're, hopefully we can get more than just us two there. Yeah, that might uh, be a bit be, sad. Yeah, but oh, still the, fun. But the still final fun. one I wanted to mention before we wrapped up today's episode was getting accountable for your success. Oh, yes, and that's whether that's finding someone in your life that you can talk with about your goals, if it's not your partner or your parents or your siblings, maybe it's a colleague or a friend that wants to go on a similar journey with you and share progress. Like Talk about those stupid questions that you're coming up with in your brain together. Mm-hmm. Um, just a place where you're comfortable to share when you've worked reach your financial goals or when they haven't gone so well and get you back on track and think about other strategies to to get to them. And so um, I don't recommend having someone in your life, even if it's someone online, um, to talk to about this. It makes it so much easier, especially if you have are having to sacrifice something, someone reminding you why you're doing it and why it's worth it. And also um, putting a calendar reminder in as you do Owen on a a monthly basis to just have a little half an hour check-in am I on track with my goals do I need to reduce them or am I smashing them and I could actually um increase them when you have your financial when you have your life admin day yeah 
you know, put I think it on that day. It's good for everyone to have a, a life admin day or a, at least a half morning mm. and also half morning to your professional development and learning each month. Yep. Um, so like as we've said before, if you want to learn about investing in shares and ETFs and all sorts of things, you really need to put time aside for it in your calendar. Yep. And if you don't block it out, it won't happen. And it's easier than ever now. So yes. that's a great point. Get accountable for success and also own your success when you do it. Give mm. yourself a fist pump. Celebrate. Yep. And share it in our Facebook community as yeah. well. We'd love to hear Absolutely from you um, about what you've achieved. Even if you've got some reflections to share over what you've achieved during 2021, there's always things that people can learn from other people's goals and uh, everyone would like to cheer you on. So definitely share them in the group as well. For sure. Great. Kate, this is a wonderful episode. Thanks for joining me. Wonderful. Looking forward to hearing about everyone's financial goals for 2022. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Australian Finance Podcast, where our mission is to improve the financial futures of all Australians. If you'd like to learn more, create a free account at rusk.com.au forward slash account to download free episode workbooks, bonus resources, and take our amazing free personal finance courses. You can also join our online community by following the link in the description. If you enjoyed the show, what we'd love is for you to leave us a snappy review on iTunes. And you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Rask Australia. Kate and I are also on both of those channels. Finally, if you have any feedback, suggestions for episodes or guests to come on the show, or you just have a question for us, shoot us an email at podcast at rask.com.au.